This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. It's unfiltered episode 43. Been a couple of weeks. We took a hiatus. It's been a whirlwind, but... So good to see you guys. Good to see you guys. Good to see you too. I've missed you you a lot. Man, there is so much going on right now. Really is. With you especially. I I just start with, uh, you know, we were lucky enough. Sheila invited me to this. I'm going to do it next year um, for the wigs for cancer. Oh, the Recipe for Hope event. Recipe for Hope. And we we were chefs. And uh, everyone voted. And I feel so bad. I was the the anchor. I held us back. We did uh, grilled (laughs) cheese sandwiches. And everybody voted. But they were phenomenal. I thought Grilled so, too. Thank you they, very much. I mean, they weren't just there basic. They should have maybe added more butter. It was my fault. Pull them back on the butter. But what happened was everybody got trophies, like participatory trophy kind of thing. Like, oh. you know, just best looking glass or something, you know, whatever. And I'm like thinking, where's, here I go. Mm-hmm. And, and what did we get, Jim? Nothing. I got no trophy. I went, I lost my self-esteem crushed. I know. We're coming back. And it was we, humiliating. I think yes, every. We're going to win it next year participating team got a trophy we except didn't. the last two. We didn't that get, would be us. We got nothing. <laughs> yeah. We got nothing. So, and everybody Duffy loved and, our sandwiches. Wait a minute. Paul Alexander and Shelly Duffy, didn't they get a trophy? They got a trophy yeah, they got every like year. They're like every big. year, Shelly gets a trophy. Oh, uh, best, best uh, appetizer. She, she makes, classes, oh, well, usually work. she makes grass, the best desserts. Best desserts. Shelly, yeah. Yeah, they won everything. Oh, uh, we need to steal her recipe next year. It was like, you know, Merle Streep winning. Academies, boom, boom, boom. They win them all. We got nothing. We got, but anyway, there was an auction where Larry and I got to go to lunch, and, and you you got to go to lunch with Larry and I. Well, I felt really excited because they had asked us, and we had talked to uh, Hairpiece Charities, and we actually had Bonnie Diver, who's somebody cancer survivor, who's so passionate about what she does behind this, and she said, mm-hmm. "Hey." Larry, Jim, is there something you guys could come up with to be an auction item? Jim said, how about lunch with Larry and Jim? It's cool. I said, sure. So I was excited that actually we got a bid. And then I was happy that it was Andy, you know, your significant other, uh-huh. your, your buddy, Sheila. But then I thought about it. I'm like, he's given us a charity because he felt bad because no one else bid on it. Well, well, no, it, or, it, yeah, couple, it ended up being like like what three hundred dollars. It was three hundred dollars. But what so, I said to him was, "Why would you pay to have lunch with let me Jerry, we Jim and Larry?" Him out anyway, and he's yeah. just that good of a guy, though. He's <laughs> like, that genuinely good of a guy to, to donate, to donate, and he, he, he cared is. about us. And that's the funny thing. Now, three hundred dollars for lunch. I invoiced all my friends that I have lunch with. Three hundred dollars. I charge them. 
Harry I think Hayden. that's they fair. Want to Tommy Barker. Yeah, I they, think one that's of my fair. friends I have lunch with now. I invoice him. We have lunch, and I invoice three hundred dollars. That's what it costs. That's the you know, that market rate be... to have lunch with Jim Cren and Larry Richard. Well, I, I should, yeah. so I do give him a family discount. You're not there. I go two seventy five. What What would you charge <laughs> it's just me? You. You buy it. No, not, you're free. No, oh. you're you're oh. with me. Oh, oh I'm man. free. Lunch yes. with Sheila. I could, no, I, I'm I could not included in the lunch. I but oh, I you can take me to lunch. More dollars and charge him. How much? I don't know. Seventy five. Yeah, so I don't, I don't want to gouge. Yeah. I don't want to gouge. Uh, okay. After yeah. this yeah. episode, <laughs> we are going to Scolios in Green Tree. Mm-hmm. And Andy's really going to buy us a lot. No, we're buying Andy lunch. <laughs> yeah. We got That's it. That's right. what we can do. Are we splitting this? How are we doing this? I got you covered. I got, uh, got no, a credit card. Not, we can work it out. No, no. We'll just hand them two cards like work. the old school. All right. Let them fight it out. Work our chip. Sheila. What's the most expensive item on the menu? We'll include That's what I'm you. Getting. I don't know. Good question. Maybe some scungeal. Scungeal. I like what? Is that a sponge? It is a great restaurant, by the way. I love this restaurant. Scolios. My God. I'm looking forward to it. I've never been there. This is not a paid ad. They're just real good. You're like one of my, mm, I'd say top three in the city. A couple of people. Yeah, Italian. Okay. You you want to hear a good Scolios story? Years ago when I was doing the weather on KDK TV, I was meeting my insurance guy from Mm -hmm. Nationwide, and his name is Tom Frost. So... (laughs) It was funny because when I got when I got to the hostess desk, keep in mind I'm on TV every night as the weather guy, Mm -hmm. and I walked to the hostess desk and I said, "Yes, uh, I'm meeting Mr. Frost here." She goes, "Of course you are." Yeah, Larry's (laughs) weatherman stuff. You know, she goes, "Yeah, let me get this straight: weatherman meeting Mr. Frost." Larry had a couple, couple, couple sips of something. He's thinking, walking around looking for Mr. Frost. Next, Mr. Summer, Mr. Spring. Anyway, I don't know if you heard, I've had a dynamic shift in my life here in the mornings. We have the Big K Morning Show, 5.30 to 10 with Marty Griffin, and he has requested to be a guest on Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Island. Did you tell him it's $300? (laughs) Oh, no, no. (laughs) Discount, $250. Tell him. $250. He's requested to be a guest? Yes. Love him. Love him. I'm a big fan. Marty's, uh, he's, he's... Crazy, insane, fun, brilliant. But there's a there's a big part of Marty that people don't hear. You know, he's bombastic mm-hmm. and he's loud on the air, but he does a lot of good work with this. Get Marty helping a lot of people. So I I think if you guys are cool with it, we should do it. I am in. As a matter of fact, right, I I'm describe in. you in one word when people say, "How's Larry?" And I go, "How's Larry Rich?" I say, "Bombastic." That's, Bomb- the only, that's how I describe. You. How about catatonic? I've done once I've, a couple times. Yes, yeah, so your long there. shift. I, oh, I've been there. I'm exhausted mentally oh, after, about it. At, and it's only been a few days in. So you, we'll see how this progresses. You do mornings, you know, doing 25, 24 and a year, almost twenty five years. Um, you feel like you have the flu all the time, even when you're off. Oh. If you go on vacation, you get like a week off. They never let you go more than a week usually because the ratings and all that stuff. So. If you're good by Friday, you're normal. You're like, right. this is amazing. I feel normal. So you have three days of normalcy. And then, boom, Monday, blue. It's like a kick in the groin on Monday. It's like having, uh, it's three it's like having a light COVID. It's an un- ungodly time to wake up. Yes. But I guess I have an extra half hour sleep. I haven't taken it yet. Bonus. Because I got to get in there. I got to figure this out. It means so, a lot. So you get up at 3 a.m.? Oh, yeah. He's and up. you get in at what time? I get in uh, maybe 10 after 4. So you got some prep work to do. I get the studio ready. I still get up. I don't know. I'm conditioned. Well, uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock, I get up sometime. I'll text him every once in a while. I'll get a little early. 
<laughs> You're right. Oh, I yeah. Thinking, Why I was just going to say, me? Sheila, I'll get a text like the other morning. Bing, what time are we doing this? You know, Whatever, are we yeah. doing this, 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 and this? And I'm like, he's up. Really, what I'm thinking about, he's probably sitting on the pot. Mm-hmm. And he's got his phone out. And he's thinking, ah, my planning your week yeah. in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And do you go back to bed? You don't stay out. No, well, sometimes I just stay up because it's, I'm conditioned. I don't know. I never was able to break that ever. I got to. I wake up like three thirty or four, and then sometimes I'll stay up. You know, and then sometimes I'll. I all the time. I'm the king of the naps. I can nap anywhere. I can do twenty minutes anywhere. I can nap in the Greyhound bus station, right in the middle on the floor. I can nap right here. No, as a matter of fact, I, I think I've napped. I thought I recognized you. I've I've napped twice on this show. Two episodes, just completely. You didn't, you didn't even know it. No, we did. Even... We did. We just had a conversation without you. We didn't even know it. Now, I'm programmed just the other way. Really? I mean, it's hard for me to get up before 10 a.m. Because I worked nights for 20-some years. Yeah, and you know you what? You know, so I'm a You're night right. owl. How did you deal with that? Because I did seven years of nights, and I sat next to, remember the late Ray Tannehill? Mm-hmm. Great anchor man. Worked at Channel 11, oh. KDKA TV. Hall of Fame kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Hall of Fame type anchor like Icon. Sheila. And I would say, one day I did the weather. This was at a noon with Patty Burns and Ray Tannehill. And I'm I'm having an out-of-body experience being hmm. a kid that grew yeah. up here. Well, I know exactly what you're saying. And, and yeah. so like I, like I do the weather. See him in real life. <laughs> they go to the break, and I say to Ray, how many years did you do the 11 o'clock news? And I think he said 22 years, and he looked at me straight in the eye, and he said, there is no amount of money that would ever get me to do that again in retrospect because Hmm. I missed so much of my kids growing up, and it just was like a dagger in my heart Yeah. to the point where at that moment I said, I have to change my wow. shift because at that point I had three little kids, right? And I was missing well, everything. Be there for games and stuff. Yeah, little league. Whatever. You do. You miss Seven out on years. and dinner. Sitting down at dinner really? each night and, was what I really missed. And you really? don't, you don't realize giving up every Friday night how much that digs into your weekend. Yeah, had, and I had, worked weekends for thirteen years as well. Oh, so I missed out on weddings, family right. reunions, birthdays, everything, kids' games, events, you name now, it. Now that said. It did get you out of some stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah, I still Where, use it. People don't even know I'm off the air. I say, yeah. I use it as an excuse. <laughs> you know, once in a while, it, not so much anymore, but for a long time, I'd run into people. I watch you every night. I'm like, I've been on for 10 years. That's awesome. But they say that, Jim. I, I hear it. you on the radio Yeah, every And morning. I get, I really liked you on the weather. You do? They say, <laughs> yes! They say it to my, oh, yes! Very nice. I don't know ah, they Mr. Frost. I used Mr. Frost to get this. <laughs> hey, John. I didn't know whether they meant John Shumway or John Burnett. <laughs> but when they said, hey, Brenda, I'm like, they don't mean Brenda Water. Mm. I No, they would say John or John most of the time. <laughs> well, okay, now, what I know your shift is I would rather do the more. I said I feel like the flu. I'd rather do the mornings than what you did, Sheila, because it, I found it difficult that you guys would do, say you do the 6 o'clock news. Mm-hmm. You gotta wait. It's a lot of time to kill in a weird way till eleven. So you, you gotta kinda, wait all your, day. Your day shot, kind of. Yeah, I didn't like that. Well, there was work to do in between newscasts. Okay, getting ready and all that. Yeah, not like the oh, old yeah. days. Those old days, like, be honest, they did a six and eleven, and those guys used to go out and drink, and have dinner, 
And I would guess that some of the 11 o'clock broadcasts in this town on television were some of the most entertaining of all I time. wish I had a highlight. You know, I want to ask oh, you, Larry, would you yeah. tell the story of one of my the favorite all-time one of them? We, we've come on from Bill Burns, whatever. We have great anchors and great media people like Sheila. I'm serious, Sheila, I, that are just amazingly talented and iconic to us. You know, as we're growing up and... You know, not not you. Of course, I'm older than you. But I mean, Thank you. But I'm just saying, like, Thank the rate, you very like, much, like, Jimmy. Hey, I no appreciate that. Like when Larry meant, you know, Ray Tannehill, and, you know, people like that. You think of, you know, uh, and he, Larry, tells me a story. Paul Long and Joe DiNardo were the greatest to me. They go back and forth. I did a bit for years doing Joe, and mm-hmm. but I Larry, remember, I remember not knowing you, but listening to you do that stuff while I was working there. I got a quick story. That I was, and I, I'd love you to Paul Long, but I. I was on the air. I'm 26 years old. First, all of a sudden, ratings are just going through the roof. I don't even know what's going on. I don't understand it. I really, because I was on the road doing stand-up comedy. And so all of a sudden, people recognize me, you know, and all that. And so I was doing the Joe DiNardo impression. What I would do is i just pick a school and just i make up something stupid, you know, like, uh, I can't even think of it, you know, like, uh, you know, crazy, saint, blah, blah, whatever. And just make up some parody of it. So anyway, I... I'm asked to be in a St. Patrick's Day parade. Now I'm a kid growing up in Pittsburgh. I'm like, that is the coolest thing. Yeah, I'd like to be in St. Patrick's Day. No, and I thought no one else wanted to do it because it was like early in the morning. You show up the arena. I, like, I didn't care. I was so excited. I'm up there and um, I'm standing waiting, like eight thirty in the morning. So I'm waiting for this car or whatever. Out of nowhere, Joe DiNardo jumps on my back and has me in a headlock. For real? Yeah. <laughs> and he's holding me. I'm like, oh my god, Joe DiNardo. He goes, I'm gonna tell you right now. Bleep, I'm going to bleep, bleep, I'm going to bleep and sue you, Mr. Kren, for what you've done on the air. I'm going to sue you for everything you have. I'm like, what? I am almost like. You've never told I'm me like, this story. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, I'm like, Mr. Donardo, I am so sorry. Oh, my God. I'm so, I didn't know. I didn't mean it. He goes, I'm just bleeping with you. <laughs> and he gave me a, he gave me a, 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 a Joe said it would, umbra, gave an umbrella with whatever <laughs> slogan was. And he goes, I love it. I love it. And he, and we became friends after that, but. It was the coolest. Afterwards, it was cool, but during it, man, when he said, "I'm like, oh my god, you're gonna get, I'm gonna get sued." You're lucky you didn't get Luca Brazzi. <laughs> Remember that in The Godfather with oh, the yeah. piano wire? Look, yes, it would have gone. What happened to Jimmy Crenshaw? I mean, what a cool thing, though, man. It's like you know, he just loved it, and that was all he needed to hear. And I said, "This is fun." And, and how and, about me? I got to work with oh, Joe DiNardo and Paul Long, yeah, and then I got to work with Bob Kudzma. Right, love him. I mean, I. You know, the Legendary. late Bob Kutzman, he used to go, yeah, let's take a look at Mackie with a forecast. We'll go, uh, oh, yeah. we're going to get two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten inches of fresh snow in Katy Country. And I'm yeah, like, like a number, Bob. You just, li- you just liked him. And then he drove a school bus. Yes, for years. He, loved it. Right? He did the noon weather. So in the morning, he drove a school bus for years, Sheila. Really? For Bethel Park in the morning. And then he would drive them home and he did the weather in between at noon with patty burns <laughs> that cool i can't believe that he, and he said he said ah, i always wanted to be a meteorologist and a school bus driver i'm like who because those two both. go together i admire that, here's what's though. crazy he knew what he liked both of you don't know this but you're gonna go no way so i'm at Dwayne reader's roberto clemente museum mm-hmm. right in lawrenceville Love in the it. old engine house fabulous place Little cigar bar and wine down in the basement. Yeah. Jimmy, I'm sure you've been. I've been there, yeah. Cool. Dwayne says to me the first time I met him, You know my father in law. 
I'm like, uh, who's that? Bob Kudzma. <laughs> what? Dwayne Reeder's wife is one of Bob Kudzma's daughters. Isn't that cool? Wow. I mean, you're a half person from everybody in Pittsburgh. Six degrees of separation. So back to Joe DiNardo. Yeah. Joe, when I started doing the weather at KDK TV, I think he was a little mad at me. He didn't talk to me for a while, but we <laughs> were friends. And then when I got off the weather, started calling me again. He used to listen you to know, the radio Larry show. Larry is very humble by things. I do impressions like forever, right? And he can do – Larry's incredible impressions, man. He kills me. He does it better than Leonardo in his long. That's why I wanted to do Paul. Well, he was guys. just doing his Catherine Hepburn impression. Yes. I couldn't but, believe but it. He does Joe well, while Paul, we're recording just... this podcast, it happens to be the late, great Catherine Hepburn. She is, I guess, the all-time leader in Academy Awards, wow. even beating oh, Meryl Streep. I didn't know that. Oh, right? Yeah, I didn't know that either. So I started imitating her on the air, and all I could think of was, on Golden Pond oh, yeah. that she did with Henry Fonda yes. and Jane. Mm-hmm. You're my knight in shining armor, Norman, the loons. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. It's, it's something you have to hear, not see. And I'm sorry you guys had to you witness it. No, it's like she's here in the room with, with us. Head shake, it makes I remember me. Barbara Walters getting lambasted for asking Catherine Hepburn if you were a tree. What, what kind of tree would you I remember be? that. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. yes. It was one of those Barbara Walters specials. It was before an Academy was, Award why show. Why was that like something that, you know? If you were a tree, what tree because would you be? Because people thought it was a stupid question. It is a stupid I question. would be a giant willow. <laughs> is that what she said? <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> remember. I remember. I was going to say, I remember I the, said, the question. I don't I'm remember not, the answer. I am not Sorry, kidding. I don't remember something like that. A willow, willow tree. She said that. And Barbara Walters like, wow. And. I work with Joe DiNardo and Paul, so I I used to listen to those guys. But you know who's really good at a Joe DiNardo, enough that he fooled me as his friend, is Albie Oxenrider. <laughs> no, Albie's Albie. one of the funniest. Uh, I, worked with, you know I worked with Albie for years. He's the king of the practical yes. jokes. So, he knows I don't even know if clever. I should tell this story. Ah, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crin, Sheila Highland, episode 43. I think since we're unfiltered, I am going to tell it. It's an innocent so, story. Two things. Albie Oxenreiter, unbeknownst to me, got the hotline number for KDK TV, and I'm in the weather center right after the 6 o'clock news. I'm just sitting there, you know, on the computer, minding my own business. Hotline rings, and here's what I hear. Richard, this is Denardo. I go, Joe, how you doing? Because remember, when I was doing the weather, he didn't talk to me so much. I go, I'm good, Joe. He goes, hey, my Doppler's down out here. What? What? What's it look like out there? I go, <laughs> did not do that. Oh, yeah. And it was dead on, Jim. Oh, and I go, no. wait till you. No, we should have Albie on. The show, man. And we should have Albie Sheila, on. Sheila, you know. Oh. I just asked him about this the other day. He goes, stop telling that story. I, I love go, it. It's so. true. So we start talking, and I go, no, there's nothing out there. Joe, how are you doing? Oh, I don't know, man. I got to tell you. Things aren't going well at home. And oh. he, start, he starts That's telling so me all this oh horrible stuff about He's his, opening up. Love life and his wife, Dolores, and I, I'm like, and then I realized I paused and I'm like, this isn't an art. I had you, didn't I? I'm like, oh my God, it was so good. So wait till you hear what happens. So I then, maybe six months later, I transitioned to morning radio. Well, Joe's wife, Dolores, passes away. I say on the air, my thoughts and prayers to Joe DiNardo and his family and the passing of his wife, Dolores. 
in the commercial break, my producer says, Joe DiNardo's on the phone, wants to talk to you, off the air. I go, okay, <laughs> let me get the phone. Ooh. Now, this is in a commercial break. Yeah, you, I go, Albie, yes. you son of a bitch. Yeah. I go, don't ever call here. And he goes, Larry, this is Joe DiNardo. And I go, Albie, quit You're getting around. I go, come on. And he goes, Larry, this is Joe DiNardo. I'm like. Oh, my God, it is it's true. He goes, I just wanted to thank you for the kind words you said about my wife. And I go, Joe, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought you were L.B. Oxen. He goes, when do I see him? <laughs> I'm going to, you know. Oh, yeah. He bleep, bleep, so bleep. Two days later, at the funeral home, I'm standing by the casket with Joe DiNardo and, you know, paying right. my respects. And in walks L.B. Oxenrider. What timing? And Joe yells at him across, hey, I want to talk to you. <laughs> you better stop calling people and telling them you're me. You <laughs> blank, blank, yeah, blank, bleep, blank, bleep. blank. And all these people are looking. Albie's face was beat red. <laughs> <laughs> so then I come to find out that Albie has done this before. Oh, so dang. at Channel 4, remember how the parking lot, Sheila would go down toward mm-hmm. Ardmore. Slope, mm-hmm. yes. And but Joe, he had the guard there. I don't remember his name, Bill or something. Okay. So he would have the guard after the eleven o'clock news or six o'clock, both, he'd have his car pulled right up to the door. Because he was Joe right. and Yeah, right. So after the eleven o'clock news. So Albie calls down to the guard and he goes, Hey Bill, Denario. Yeah, Joe. He goes I know this is going to be unusual, but I want you to take my car and park it as far away as you can in the corner down by Ardmore there on the far right. And he goes, really? He goes, absolutely. I'll explain later. (laughs) So Joe comes out of the 11 o'clock news, and his car's not there. And he goes, Bill, where's my car? He says, Joe, you told me to park it down. He goes, what? I did not. And he realized... Albie, I'm going to kill him. Oh, my God. That son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you know, uh, I got to know Joe a, a bit in, in uh, about 12 years ago, about a year or so before he passed, whatever. Um, we had lunch at his house. When we had lunch. Oh, wow. It was cool. Lunch with Joe didn't know at his house. He wanted me to come over his house. I said, I sure, man, I'd love too. to do that. So, you know, he and I are just sitting there, which, is, which was amazing, man. If you, you're watching Joe on TV, he just said it. I think he was so great. He was a real meteorologist, and uh, Larry will explain. Like you know, like he went to like, what, like, it, like four it, or five years military or Air whatever. Force. He was yeah. very good, like at forecasting stuff. weather. Yeah. yeah, but he was just like uh, he had a look like you know, yeah, ran in uh, Turtle Creek <laughs> and uh, living there. Uh, Creek or stream, you're pretty much screwed. All right, but what do you? Yeah, like told totally, But anyway, particulates and hazelwood. Yeah, oh, about fifty-two. That's it. Here's Don. Goodbye. So anyway, I asked him. I said, "Was give me the two craziest things you did as a weatherman? So you've done in a long time, man. What was it? And what was the two things you ever did crazy?" He goes, "Hmm." He goes, "Well, because I think uh, the craziest thing I ever saw was the uh, the tornado on Mount Washington, ah. which was key, because." Uh, you know, we don't get them, blah, blah, blah. So the, the way it formed, the clouds, he was telling me some of the, you know, scientific things of how it happened is a freak thing. Was like, and the other thing goes, I flew into an, uh, I flew into the eye of a hurricane, he said once. I'm like, what? He said, yeah, because we got to measure the hurricane. 
The plane has to fly through the hurricane into the middle part, which is nothing, just like a beautiful day in the middle. And they have to measure it. And that's how they could tell if it's category one, two, three, or four. These, these guys do. You have to find an open spot. And somehow on radar, they find it was they, they go right in with the plane. Oh, I've seen oh. it. So it's like a four prop engine plane, military Ooh. grade. And they fly in there. He would do that. It's insane. Did, he did it can't once. I was like, that. That's what I said. It's the craziest thing ever. And you did that. It's cool. But I just thought, what a good guy. You know, I just want to talk. Like Larry's impression is great. And you do the best Paul Long impression also. This is Paul Long. <laughs> He was the first human being I saw when I started at WTAE. I was there at the radio group for six years. Day one, I'm walking up to the door, and I see Paul Long shuffling up closer and closer. He grabs the door. Paul Long opened the door for me. He goes, step into the house, young man. (laughs) And I'm like, he seemed like an animatronic because I'd seen him growing up. Right. It was hard to imagine that I was really seeing Paul yeah. Long. Yeah. I got to work with both of them, fortunately. Cool. Um, That's really And cool. Paul, his desk was almost right behind mine. Okay. And he would anchor the new news at the time. Mm. Well, Paul apparently got up very early like you two did okay. <laughs> because by about 10 o'clock in the morning, he was really tired. Okay. So he liked the nap, <laughs> like me. I know where you're going. So, <laughs> here's how we knew Paul was napping. Mm. Because his forehead would go down onto the keyboard <laughs> oh, of awesome. the computer, and it would make this high pitched noise like, Zee! "Oh my God, that's hysterical!" <laughs> that was Paul. <laughs> he had fallen asleep, and none of us wanted to go wake him up. <laughs> now, he's, he's, you know, he's in his ramp cycle. <laughs> there was a a period where I did the afternoons on WTA radio, mm-hmm. and Paul anchored the five o'clock radio news. Wow! So he had to come. This guy from, worked a lot of hours, man. He's, oh, that's why he's an icon from upstairs. And every single day, you'd hear on the speaker out in the hall, Paul Long, report to the radio studio immediately. <laughs> Paul, I'm coming. He and he, the door would open up, and he would have papers flying, and just as the sounder would hit. Then and then it, you know, and they would go. This is Paul Long, WTAE <laughs> News. Flawless, flawless. Yes, too. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, Sheila, when I do stand up, and I know Larry's like this morning, and when he does, and Larry does hosting and stand up stuff, so we host everything. On my mind, you're in fight or flight when you're performing. You know, even when it's radio, good way to TV, put it. your heart's in mm-hmm. fight or flight. Your your nerves are in fight or flight. I mean, heightened. It's you off the air, but heightened. Uh, 10 times when you're on the air doing stuff. So when I do stand-up, you guys have seen the show, so it's an hour, an hour and 20 or whatever, and, you know, you're getting laughs three, four every minute for the hour. That's the stand That's the average what you do. And uh, after you're done, something happens in my body. I just kind of physically get drained, but also, I'm not, it's weird, because I'm not only drained, I can't get to sleep until 4 or 5 in the morning when I get home, so I get home at like midnight or one because after the show, and it takes me three to four hours to come down from that. And I was wondering yeah, how long your adrenaline is pumping. Well, how yeah, that's it. Sheila's oh. exactly right because when yeah. I flew in a fighter jet with the Blue Angels, mm-hmm. you don't realize you're pumping adrenaline the whole time, and then your body crashes shortly after mm-hmm. you Fight settle flight, in. Right? So yeah, so when you you're literally pumping adrenaline that you don't even realize, Jim. Yeah. And then after yeah. you hit a 
you hit a wall. You hit a wall. Yeah. And, 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 then, and, and then after that, you kind of bounce back, which is weird. Even anchoring the news for an hour, I felt the same way. I was exhausted well, uh, when I was done, but by the time I'd get home, I was wide awake. So oh, probably so, 2 o'clock in the morning uh, right, before what, I could fall asleep. That's what I was, I was just And wondering. then the kids would get me up at 6. Oh, yeah. God. I was yeah. wondering that. I thought, because if you do 11 o'clock news, I'm like, you did night news. So you get home, I'm thinking, that would be weird, because I would ha- I would not be able to get the sleep for hours. I couldn't go to bed right Yeah, away. it was really? tough. Same no, thing, right? To Sheila's point, when I did the 11 o'clock news, by the time I drove home, it would be like 12.15, wow. and then... You're still pumping yeah. adrenaline a little bit. You're not going to lay down to so, sleep. But it was also, with three little kids, it was also the only time you had control of guys, the television. That's even tough. Mm, Barney, I want to, you know, Barney, if Barney I'd ever met Barney. the roost. Yeah, you know, who? I, I hated that Barney thing. <laughs> and that, you, you know what Clifford, video I remember? Here's a video <laughs> I remember Barney. that to, to teach kids how to use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He is a super duper pooper. He can potty with the best. Nice. Did that's it work? The, the, it worked for the kids. It did. It helped. How about you but I mean, that? that's how I remember. Oh my it, god! Yeah. It played over and over and over again. <laughs> that's why it was sur- <laughs> surreal to me, Mister Rogers. And I know oh. you did. You have a great Mister Rogers. You, you have a couple, a couple of, of great Mister Rogers stories. <clears throat> but mine was I was on TV, KDK TV at a wake up show. Um, six months into the show. And two things happened where I knew the power of television. One was I was at Rico's restaurant with two other couples and my wife, and people kept coming in, they're looking, they're pointing, and I'm thinking, wow, people are recognizing me. I've only been on TV in the mornings for six months. And that's when my wife says, "Uh, look over your shoulder. I look over my shoulder. Mario Lemieux is seated at the table behind me, and I didn't know he was there. Everybody was coming in, (laughs) but it looked like they were looking at me. Boo! That's where you just shrink. Or Larry. Yeah. (laughs) And the other was, I'm at this big after dinner. Mm -hmm. It was an awards dinner, and they asked me as one of the new guys to be a presenter for one of the awards. So before it was all getting underway, I walked past this table, and there's Mr. Rogers. And I'm thinking to myself, that's Mr. Rogers. And he looks up and he goes, hi, Larry. <laughs> I knew you. And, and so I'm cool. like, I didn't expect him to recognize right. me. Which is cool. He says, and all the people with him were like, who is this guy? He says, I watch your show every morning. And I'm <laughs> That's like, awesome, you man. do? Isn't like, you that get the that greatest? Recording. He said, I swim at the PAA. Then I sit down and watch your show. He goes, you're so whimsical. Wow. Whoa, I didn't whimsical. even know what whimsical I'll meant. It. You should get a tattoo. I, I had a similar experience. I met really? him once when I was out, and he. I looked at her and said, oh, my God, there's Mr. Rogers. And he came over and he said, hi, Sheila. I couldn't believe oh, it either. I, could, I mean, really? that made not just my day, but That's my, my the year. best. That made my year. And, and then. Me, every time you see me, you go, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, Tim. No, I mean, I can't get it. No, he wasn't. <laughs> He was so gracious, and it made one word change my career in the sense that yeah. I couldn't believe Mr. Rogers watched my TV show. And complimented. And gave me whimsical as a tag, and I then when I looked it up in the dictionary, I thought, it means that's pretty cool, especially coming from him. Yeah, and then Mr. McFeely, yeah. who I saw for many years after that, would say, I got a Mr. McFeely story after the good. Mr. Rogers liked you. 
and uh, he would have come on your show. And I'm like, why did somebody tell wow. me? He didn't do a lot of interview shows, no. but you know, he would have had you on. He would have done it, and you, you knew him too. I did get to know Mr. Rogers, and I've told a couple stories. I think on on our show here, but like, but I, one thing is funny stands out. We talk about all the time is Kenny Oldansky, my buddy. No matter who it is, no matter the celebrity I met, you'll hear Kenny going. I bet he got a lot of a lot of chicks. So you know, a lot, and he didn't say it like that, but, he, but I'm making it nice. But you know, Kenny would always say so. I did the first cover of Pittsburgh Magazine. I'm, we're near the Nevro's Barn, Strip District. You know, it's a shot and beer bar place. You know, all the boys, Tommy, Richie, and you know, Ken, all my guys I grew yeah. up with were all sitting there. And they go, yeah, Mr. Rogers, man. What's he like? Oh, he's a great guy, man. Great. He's unbelievable. And you hear Kenny, I bet he gets a lot of chicks. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kenny. Oh, yeah. He's just every night. That's what he told me, Kenny. Really? No. <laughs> now, Mr. McFeely, I am at a, a party at Toonzeum. Uh, Rob Rogers uh, had to sing Toonzeum downtown. And so I'm at this party, and everyone's at Mr. McFeely, and everyone, he's just got the whole outfit on. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, for Toon Zeman, so he's sitting on a step with me. It's it's an August night. They didn't have a really good air conditioning, but anyways, he's sitting there, and we're talking out of nowhere, eyes closed, drops over, passes out on my chest. Eyes closed. Mr. McFeely? Yes. And I'm like, and up right in the mid-sentence. Well, Jim, and I'm, oh, my God, I'm holding him up. There's nothing, he's out. And I'm like, oh, my God. Did you think he died? Yes. I think, oh, my God. This is the photo is going to be me holding Mr. McFeely on the post because I'm like, you know, I, so I lay him gently down and I run in another room. Rick C backs out. Rick, Mr. McFeely, he, he passed out or something. He's out. Call, call an ambulance. Call an ambulance. He goes, it's funny, Jimmy. Never thought I was. I asked three people. They thought I was joking. <laughs> Mr. McFeely was talking to him. He passed out. And they're like, ah, that's a funny joke. That's none of it. I fourth, I don't know, four or five people. Finally, they call. And we're st- I'm worried. He's alive, thank God, as, as we know. And uh, I'm worried he ended up being dehydrated or something. But anyway, the funniest thing was he's strapped to the gurney as they're bringing him into the ambulance. I swear to God. Strapped to the you gurney. Know, you know, Mr. McFeely. Don't fall. So he's got this, the, the whole outfit on, you know, the whole mailman thing. And he's, he's in, his arms are sideways like this. And, he, and you see he looks at me in the eye and he throws his thumb up at me. He goes, speedy delivery. No, no he didn't. Yeah, as they're putting him in the ambulance. Oh my God! I was like, that's the coolest thing. Ever. You two have the best stories and have and met the true. most incredible true, people. Man. They're true. It's incredible. I have to go back and tell you about a Joe DiNardo story. Oh, so okay. I'd only worked at WTAE at that point for maybe just three months or so, mm-hmm. and I was there almost ten years. But uh, somebody came to the newsroom and said, uh, "Joe DiNardo wants to see you," and I'm like, "Why would Joe wow. DiNardo want to see me?" I mean. Makes yeah, no sense. Okay. You know, I'm naive. I, I walk into the to the weather office, which is attached to the studio, and he's like, Sheila, you're new here. I got something to show you. I'm like, okay. Okay. You know, maybe he's going to show me his Doppler radar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you never seen my Doppler. And, <laughs> well, my and God. then, and now this would not be appropriate today. It probably wasn't appropriate then either, but times have changed. Right. I'm just prefacing it with that. He starts to undo his belt. Okay. And undoes his zipper on his no. pants. Yes, I, I swear to God. And I'm I'm horrified. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm just standing there like. <gasps> yeah. And he quickly drops his pants. And he's wearing these Santa Claus boxers. Oh. Theme. And that's all I wanted to show. So it's a joke. It was a joke. And apparently he did it 
all Everyone. the time. He wanted to show that he always wore Christmas boxers. Just that, said it that was a big. Funny. That was a big thing. You're right, like I now, said, a pro, like... it would not be appropriate now. Oh my god! I thought it was funny. I did, oh. but it scared me a little bit until that happened. <laughs> Joe, Joe had a great funny, sense right? of humor, and those guys, all those you, guys, the old school guys, were a, a lot of fun. You know who had a great, who has a great sense of humor? We got to get him on the shows. We really do. I, I, this would be our greatest guest. No kidding, Steve Blass. Steve oh, Blass, uh, he's a he's great the storyteller. Nicest, kindest human being you ask him to do anything he helped me out so many times doing things and um anyway when i first met him i didn't know about the sense of humor because i just met him. this is steve now i'm a little kid i remember he's not much older whatever than me but i'm just saying i was i was a kid watching him pits let, let me tell you something he pitched a four hitter in game seven of a world series a four hitter could you imagine today someone pitching a nine innings four hitter in a World Series to win it all, he'd be making fifty million a year just off mm-hmm. that, and, and he's that's amazing. This guy, but anyway, so we we book a show. And we're uh, somewhere in South uh, by Moon Town. I came as a club at the time, and, and there's seven eight hundred people in this club for a morning show. We used to do morning shows live, yeah. and and Steve's a guest, and he, I had, it's the first time he's on the show. I, I just met him briefly before, and he seemed kind of you know real kind of serious, nice guy, but. He comes walking in in like a it looks like a, like a Brioni suit like you know five thousand looks like a four five thousand dollar suit like really it looks sharp he looked like decked out this dark this light blue dark kind of blue suit mixture and he's he's walking with the picture of this suit like it's kind of like uh yeah, right between you know blue powder blue and dark but he comes walking in people are falling over as he's walking like laughing falling over what is going on. And he gets to me, and he turns around, and the whole back of the suit is cut out. Everything. <laughs> He's wearing his boxers only. He's so back. Is like, it's, it's all cut out. That's Steve Blast. People were crying. A like, pirate for life. That's the best thing. Ever. I was like, you... He's got to be on the show forever. He's, he's amazing. <laughs> All right, we got to get him on too. Yes. Oh, you're, you're added to the list. Yeah, we got some cool yeah, guests coming now. up. And oh, uh, Mike Lang, a lot of fun. Cool. Now we got to go to lunch. Our big winner who bought it at the auction for the hairpiece charities is Andy, Andy Lanceman. Andy, Andy <laughs> looking forward to it. Uh, we'll catch you. <laughs> Episode forty-three. Larry Richard unfiltered with Sheila Highland. And uh, Jim Kren, we want to thank Dick Roberts, our producer, Jim Petolsky from Face for Radio Productions, and thank you. Check us out, odyssey.com, the free app. It's new and improved, by the way. They did a lot of new technological advancements to our app. It's really cool, really? actually. And uh, also, kdkradio.com, the Big K Morning Show with me and Marty now, 530 to 10 weekdays. I'm, I'm, in. I'm all in and, listening. And, Paul Zeiss, 10 to 2. Do you guys know Paul? I met him, yeah. Nice I don't guy. know him. Great guy. I heard first him. First day on the job. I don't know where to park. The first time I get it is when I'm here and nobody's here at night. Now I got to find a place. I got a pink slip on my car. So and, it'll be all about big personalities. And Lair is, uh, I love bugging him. I, I go on Tuesdays to plug mm-hmm. the plug. I just yeah. drive Larry crazy. So I love going Tuesday. But Wednesday, next Wednesday, September 7th, next Wednesday, there's one of the funniest guys in the country. Uh, his name's Craig Shoemaker, the Love Master. Uh, I don't, you know him, right? You've had him on a show. You don't remember? He's been oh, on yeah. Tour, you know, several times. He did Showtime specials. Everything. So he calls me a couple weeks ago, and Shoe said, hey, do you know any local comedians that you know, be solid that would open for me, do 10 minutes and open for me? So I text him back. I said, Shoe, 
give me a break. Come on. I'll open for you. He goes, get out. He goes, I said, yeah, I'll open for you. So anyway, so the 7th, uh, come on down to the improv, me and Craig Shoemaker. If you, not for my show, 10 minutes, but you got to see no, Shoemaker. come for Jim and, and then leave. Yeah. Oh. No, no. Sh- you, yeah, you'll love Shoe, <laughs> yeah. the love master. I swear to God, I, I promise you. The love you, master I'll put and my Jim Crenn. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother oh, boy. episode. That, that's a whole Check out episode 42 for that one, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. Episode 43, that's a wrap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 